don't know if you can repeat that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's Danny. And yes. I'm Bailey. <laughs> and I've got one question for you. Mm-hmm. Are they, are, are they there yet? <laughs> They could be, I suppose. I think they are. If they, you mean us, and if they're, you mean a state of despair, then yes. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. Or um, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee's where we are. Woo! This is the second time we're recording this part, so it's a little, it's a little dry. Yeah dry like my not wine <laughs> i have welch's sparkling grape juice next to me that is the dry. least dry the thing sweetest. <laughs> the sweetest drink humanly possible i think actually Probably. it's delicious i'm having a great time it's in a wine yeah. glass because i feel fancy the wine glass was uh, in a set of two five dollars at target thank you target <laughs> my wine glasses are plastic and they were a gift we have and about half of them are melted because dad put them in the dishwasher and they're not supposed to go in the dishwasher you know listen if they can't go in the dishwasher it wasn't meant to be yeah (laughs) that's what i said my champagne glasses that were glass i put them up from goodwill yeah i i think i think mine might be from goodwill too i have two now glass wine glasses and two glass champagne glasses because there's two of us who drink fancy drinks in this house, so we don't need any more than that. <laughs> I like sets of four, but my champagne glasses are four. I think my wine glasses are a set of six. Ooh. But half of them are melted, so really a set of three. I, I, I don't know if any <laughs> of them are still... I don't know how many of them are still good. Is it the one with the flowers on it? No, I have some with stems. Just, oh, I'm, you've never introduced me to your stem glasses. Wow. They've been rude. There. They're like colorful. They look like fake stained glass. Yeah. I've literally never seen these cups in my life. <laughs> they were hanging on the bar cart in the old apartment. They've been like in the cabinet at the new place. That makes but sense. They were around. Ooh. I just finished off a bottle of Propel. Oh, I haven't seen Propel in a while. I decided plain water wasn't good enough. Valid. I have this big giant cup that I like to drink out of, and I have the past two days not finished the glass. It's only 40 ounces, and I can't even manage that, apparently. Um, It's been a minute. I, I will finish it throughout the day, but it's just the one. And then yesterday I filled it up and took some sips out of it and it tasted like there was like dirt in my straw so i haven't touched it in a minute it needs to be washed but i'm scared of it (laughs) yeah my my baby took the straw out yesterday and so obviously i couldn't drink the water anymore because it's not the straw that goes with the cup (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i then was incapable of drinking water for the rest of the day so oops (laughs) 
it is what it is. But now I've got my water and I've got my fake wine and we're good to go. We're here. We're recording. It's on. It's going. Do we want to talk about Tennessee and some facts? No. (laughs) Well, we're going to do it anyway. I suppose we could. So Tennessee is the birthplace of Mountain Dew. Yucky. (laughs) Yeah. I really only like Baja Blast. Baja Blast is fine. It still tastes like chemicals to me. (laughs) But it's delicious Uh, chemicals. The frozen frozen Baja Blast, I think, is, like, better to me than the bubbly Baja Blast. Sometimes. Mm. Oni, shut your mouth. He never yowls. And now we're recording. He's going to go walk around and scream. Love that for him. Can you not? Go away, asshole. Yeah. um, Code Red is bad because I don't like cherry flavor. (laughs) Voltage is See, I love a cherry. I like cherry flavor, but I don't think I've ever had a Code Red. That's why you don't like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Pepper is very heavy on the cherry. I am distinctly against... Uh, especially like candied cherries. I have a, I a love very strong cherries. fervor against maraschino cherries. So that's exactly what Dr. Pepper t- tastes like that and prune juice. So mm. <laughs> I say, no, thank you. Yeah. I like Mr. Pib more because it's more heavy on the cherry. Ew. <laughs> I love a cherry flavor. No, my favorite is probably Baja Blast. Yeah. However, they, I'm sure they're doing it still. It was like a melon fiesta. It was like a pink yeah. bottle. That one was pretty good. I never tried that one, but they also did. Uh, it was one of the few that came freeze. in zero. Yeah. It's like a zero sugar, so that's why I had it. They did summer freeze. That was good. I like blue drinks. <laughs> summer freeze mm-hmm. tasted like a bomb pop. That was pretty much the vibe of it. And then yeah, they had one that I don't remember it. the name of. Does it? It tastes yes. good that way. <laughs> A bomb pop is cherry, lime, and like blue raspberry. Uh, I think the lime and blue raspberry overpower it. She got the collar off. She got the collar off. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, Try again next time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, there was one that I got on accident once from a restaurant. I tried to get blackberry sweet tea, and they sent Mm. me this cup of Mountain Dew instead. Uh, but it was a very dark purple, like mixed I do berry. Like, seeing that, it's weird though. It was very good, um, but I don't remember anything about it other than they sent it to me this tiny styrofoam cup from this restaurant <laughs> from DoorDash. So, <laughs> anyway, dark purple. Mountain... <laughs> Are you looking it up? Yeah. Okay. Mountain. Because there's like a there's like a blackout, which isn't the one I'm talking about. Purple Thunder. I don't think it was that one. Hold on. Uh, there's a passion fruit something or other. Pit, not pitch black. Maybe it was Purple Thunder. I don't know. Hold on. The um, Mountain Dew Mixed Berry. There was a violet at one point. None of these are what I'm talking about because it was not the hard Mountain Dew. Oh, I think it was the Applebee's Darkberry Bash. Darkberry Bash oh. is an Applebee's exclu- exclusive. 
It was delicious. Okay, it's more blue than it is purple. I, okay. (laughs) It's like an indigo. But yeah, Dark Berry Bash. Very good. Go to Applebee's and get Dark Berry Bash. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently you can only get it at Applebee's. Because for for a while in the beginning of my pregnancy, I just wanted Applebee's. And I never want Applebee's. Major melon. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Still didn't try it, but... All of these look toxic. They are. Soda should not be pink. (laughs) Soda shouldn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, but like, ugh. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Um, Tennessee is tied with the title as the most bordered state. So a total of eight states surround Tennessee. It is Kentucky and Virginia, North Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, um, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama. The only other state to touch that many other um, states is Missouri, which is neighboring Tennessee. So they share yeah. a border and share the title. I didn't remember the state, but I remembered the number. I remembered it was eight because <laughs> I know that we mm-hmm. talked about it. Yeah, because I think that was my facts. It was it was my episode of facts. So maybe maybe. Um, much like champagne. True Tennessee whiskey can't be made anywhere else in the world. Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> so, like, champagne is a sparkling wine, uh, sparkling wine from the region of Champagne. I believe it's in France. Um, Tennessee whiskey cannot bear the na- label Tennessee whiskey unless it was um, distilled in Tennessee. So, Jack Daniels is Big most ones. known for Tennessee whiskey, but there are several other like ten- like whiskey brands that can claim to be tennessee whiskey interesting it makes but jack sense. daniels is the most common or the most yeah well-known. i wonder if louisiana hot sauce is the same way <laughs> you know i have no idea and it's i don't know probably i don't not, feel like but i'd like to i feel like that i don't feel like local that. hot sauces are as big as like local breweries that's very true. <laughs> Breweries are a big not that Jack like... Daniels at this point is a local brewery, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tennessee is home to the world's oldest radio show. So not only has the Grand Ole Opry been running, you know, forever, it's also been running its own radio show for like the longest period of time. I love that for them. Nathan wants to take me to the Grand Ole Opry. I've never been. I've been once. Apparently they've got ice sculptures I during the, I, the winter time, and that's really well, I was pretty. In the summer. <laughs> I went in the summer, and I genuinely don't remember like anything about that experience. <laughs> it was on choir tour. That's like all I remember. I feel like everywhere you've been is <laughs> is an experience from choir tour. It is. It is. I did not travel until I joined a church choir and they said all right come along across the united states with us yeah pretty much same <laughs> which is sad because i yeah. only did it once yeah no a lot of and the places I... i've been it has been because of choir tour my family didn't really like we had a like a you know you throw a dart <laughs> not not a dart you put like a mark <laughs> huh? on the map <laughs> you put a mark yeah. on like the map on home and they draw a circle around it that's like an eight hour bubble you can't go anything further than eight hours away and that's how we decided our family vacations that makes sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you have four kids listen even yeah even with just the like two i'm gonna have 
No. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can go vacation. Are you down to two though. now? I mean, like, right, I'd like, that's, okay, you that is the current projected number. Yeah. Current projected number is two. I, I'm planning three of them, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, no, it had to be within, like, eight hours, and you had to, like, pick places that had a bunch of, like, kid-friendly activities. Obviously, because kids. <laughs> we went to a lot of zoos, because that I wasn't quite sense. too cool for zoos yet. You're never too cool for zoos. I love a zoo. I hate zoos. I do love a zoo. I hate, but I love zoos. Okay. I love ethical zoos. <laughs> mm-hmm. The idea of like trapping animals in cages is, is hurtful to my heart, but some of them do it for like, you know, rehabilitation. And also some of them do it because like they cannot be given back to the wild for certain reasons. So those yeah. ones, I'm okay with you. I the ones hate... who just like trap motherfuckers for fun. That's rude. <laughs> I hate zoos that have an ungodly like entrance fee why yeah what's that about the animals aren't going anywhere if i don't pay you <laughs> i mean i guess they yeah. could i guess they could not eat but yeah uh, the most recent one i went to is in st louis and that's a free zoo yeah <laughs> and the most recent before that was also a free zoo in chicago Ugh, love free zoos yeah. I feel like it should be like a public service to have a zoo because it's like enrichment, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like culture, <laughs> kind of, in a um, way. Yeah, Tennessee is a home to approximately ten thousand caves and caverns. I just terrifying caves and caverns. I okay. The thought that at any minute. There could be a cave under my feet. That's kind of horrifying. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. That's spooky to me. It's kind of like the same idea of like going in the ocean and being like, at any minute there could be a shark swimming like ten thousand feet below me or some shit. Have you seen the videos? And it's like, how close were you to a shark today? And it's like these super high drone videos of like the beach, and they swim much closer than you think so they do. Yeah. <laughs> they swim really close. But usually yeah. they're sweet, especially the little ones who get closer. Mm-hmm. They're usually like nurse sharks and stuff. I saw one today that was like, how close were you to a shark today? Or nine sharks. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh my, oh my God. I love sharks. I don't think I should mess with them. So that's <laughs> horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, it was It's like... just like, I'm afraid of horses for the same reason. Like they're big and I feel like they shouldn't be messed with. Like, okay, when they're like, trained and but i feel like you have to have a healthy fear of an animal like that you know yeah, you have to have a healthy fear of all animals like dogs even you should have like a respect for because at any minute they could eat your face and like you couldn't really do anything about it you know yeah cats too cats could just go fucking crazy one day and claw you to death i mean they're a little bit harder to kill you but <laughs> they will eat you once you're dead though they will yummy yummy dogs Anyways. will mourn over your dead body so Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, Tennessee is the birthplace of America's first female senator. Um, Hattie Carraway, which is, this is an interesting fact. Um, Hattie Carraway was born in Bakersville in 1878. However, she would not become the first um, Tennessee female representative. She would actually be elected to run full term as a U.S. senator representing Arkansas, despite being born in Tennessee. And I don't understand how that works. 
Was she a resident of Arkansas? I would assume she eventually moved like you- there, but I don't know how, like... I feel like it should be the president. Like, it should be similar to the presidency where you are, like, a citizen of the United States. You should be, like... Yeah. A citizen slash resident of that state. I actually... So, oh I... I, don't know, I, I watched a TikTok yesterday, and it's this mm-hmm. guy who plans to run against Ted Cruz in Texas. I won't get too political, but I love him. So this guy uh, did say, because he was like, you know, we could technically overthrow the government as average citizens getting into Senate. And here's how. All you have to do, the three requirements apparently of being in Senate, besides having a fuck ton of money, which you can technically get around, technically, Mm -hmm. it's hard, but you can, uh, is be over 30. Not check yet, but but eventually, eventually I'll Mm -hmm. get there. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Be a resident of the state that you are currently, like, running for. I guess a lot of papers ask for six years of, um, like, living history. Like, where you lived for, like, the past six years. Yeah. I guess if she had been there for a certain amount of time, she would be then considered a resident of the state. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, if I think the rules are as long as you hold, like, domicile. So, like, your primary residence is in the state. You're technically mm-hmm. a resident. <laughs> yeah more or less so and i don't think i remember the third thing but it's be over 30 live in the state and some maybe it was something about the paperwork i don't know but there's a lot of paperwork also but you could be a senator you just gotta like win (laughs) so senator requirements (laughs) you know just we'll look real fast might as well look. <laughs> Qualifications. Um, at least 30. Good. Um, a U.S. citizen for at least nine years, and then residency in the state. Ah, uh, U.S. citizen for at least nine years. Got it. Yeah. Anyways. um <laughs> Elvis Presley's home i don't know i read it like that um, elvis presley's elvis home presley. is the mm-hmm. uh, elvis presley's home is the most second visited house museum so graceland um is a memphis graceland. staple um yep. it is second only to the white house attracting um over six hundred thousand visitors annually that's too many <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, now that I'm, like, reading this fact again, I'm not quite sure if that over 600 is Graceland or if it's the White House. You know? (laughs) We should check up on that. Um, Yeah. But no, I have never actually been to Graceland. Um, I, my dad took my sister Julia and I to Tennessee. Why are you making noises, phone? Go away. Sorry, Koa. <laughs> I threw my whole phone behind me and it hit Koa. <laughs> I thought it was sad. Um, but yeah, no. Our uh, dad took us to Tennessee, Memphis, for some reason. It's It was three-ish hours away from our house, so like, it made sense to go for something. We ate at a place that I don't remember. It's famous, though. And then we went to the gift shop of Graceland. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because my mom has an Elvis Presley obsession, deep-rooted in love with this man. Um, 
Yeah, so we got her some little like goodies from the gift shop, but we didn't actually like go in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did look it up. It's that six hundred thousand is re- referencing Graceland. That's too many. <laughs> yeah, I have never been to Graceland, despite being to Ma- having been to Memphis many a time oh many times yeah <laughs> it's it's like danny just said it's about two and a half to three hours away so it's a relatively short yeah drive so for like a, in for fact like i'm a, going like in like a day trip yeah in fact i'm going in like two weeks yeah so might as well we went to the memphis zoo a lot when we were kids same yeah so that, that was like the zoo that we could go like and we had a day trip to the memphis zoo so we'd leave at like you know six in the morning and mm. stay until it, like bedtime and then drive home and we'd be knocked out in the car and they'd have to yeah. carry us inside <laughs> i feel like we would do like um like weekend getaways that makes sense and we know, always anything we did as kids was a day trip <laughs> yeah i feel like we would do like it would be like a night but yeah the memphis zoo there was a mall that we went to a lot mm-hmm. like the wolf galleria or something like i, I vividly think, remember yeah, it's got a carousel in it yeah <laughs> um next fact the, the great smoky mountains <laughs> national park is the most visited national park in america that I've makes been. sense I haven't. I don't know if I've been in like the actual like board. I don't know what the actual borders of the park are, but I have been in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. And then finally, the Nashville. Yeah. And uh, finally, Nashville is considered the Athens of the South. The nickname can be traced back to the 1800s. At the time, Nashville was the first city in the um, U- southern U.S. to establish multiple universities and academies. This made it an academic haven, much like Athens was in ancient Greece. I'm assuming this is why the Parthenon was like put in Greece. Nashville. Yeah. Rebuilt. And now Nashville is the country music capital of the world. I mean, it was known as that too, but. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That was all my facts. I need that water. Oh no. <laughs> You're going to have to die of dehydration. My mouth feels weird. Ugh. I have acid reflux. <laughs> it almost feels like the roof of my mouth is bleeding. It's like burning in happen. a weird way. No, it shouldn't. If you do need water, you could always go get it and we can cut that part out. <laughs> well, here's the really fun fact. I'm wearing Bluetooth headphones, so you're not going to be able to hear me. But I can still hear you if I go get up because I'm not wired in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to set you down That's and you so can keep silly. talking. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. You can keep talking. I'm trying to think about what to talk about. Because now I know that, like, now Bailey can hear me. In the past, I would just talk, just just talk. But that was back when Bailey couldn't hear me when she left. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about. I'm I'm nervous. (laughs) Because it's like talking at Bailey instead of talking to Bailey, which is weird. 
my eye itches. Oh no. I have acid reflux because I had spaghetti for dinner. And it was good spaghetti, but I feel bad. And then I just drank that glass of grape juice and it had bubbles. And I, my tummy isn't happy about my decisions today. <laughs> I have, we went to Chili's for dinner, um, which means, I don't know how well I can be here. We went to Chili's for dinner, um, which means that I had chips and salsa, soup, and then I ordered an actual meal, but didn't eat any of it because by the time I got the food, I wasn't hungry anymore. That's also because I had a margarita and a cherry limeade, which is a spiked drink. So Ooh. I had two Keep drinks. Drink. It was happy hour. It was happy hour, so like six dollars each, which is like in theory. <laughs> so you had to. <laughs> I had to. That's but like two Starbucks also, drinks. I've done that before. It is. Um, but also because I've had the cherry limeade before. But I started with the strawberry margarita, and someone asked which one was better, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I'll have to get the other one and tell you. <laughs> it's been I a minute. I have to try both at once to make I mean, sure not I'm telling the truth. But in the same sitting, the answer is the one straw limeade. The cherry limeade was a little bit better. It was sweeter, and it I think that's sense. what makes me feel so bad. But yeah. I don't like tequila, and that's what's in a margarita. So, <laughs> see, I, the, I a lot of times if it's a strawberry margarita, it is like strawberry enough that I also don't hate tequila. Yeah. So it is what it is. Valid. I'm gonna set my mic down for a second. I, you can probably still hear me, but I'm gonna set it down. Okay. Well, but now you now you what are you opening? <laughs> <laughs> like a pizza. <laughs> that's not water, Bailey. <laughs> I decided I didn't want water. I got a Capri Sun because they were in the fridge, and then I think my dad opened this bottle of Pepsi last night, and then left mm. it here. So I'm probably gonna finish it off at some point. Valid. Because it was anyway. already open. <laughs> you and your juice box over there. <sighs> Rainy. Rainy demanded that mom buy them yesterday, and she left them here. So. Oh. They're mine now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are good for like two of them, and then and then I'm like done with the box. <laughs> For like a week, and then I drink two more of them. This is not the good flavor, anyway. What's the good I don't know what the good flavor is, but it's not this one. What's that one? This is Pacific Cooler. Yeah, no, I think the. This is gonna be an like, hour and a half long episode. We need to like. Sorry. <laughs> Anywho, you could always cut some of this out. I don't know what you would cut, but you could. <laughs> Continue what you're gonna say. Sorry, but after anyway. that. Anyway. Hi, welcome to the Cryptid Podcast, where we talk about cryptids. Remember that that's what this is about? We went after 30 minutes of chit-chat. about other shit. <laughs> we were going through the facts and making comments on the facts. That's true. We started that the facts. We started the facts three minutes in. Oh my god, we're so good at this. <laughs> Look at and us took go. note of that time. Anywho. So... I have I have a little opening story that isn't uh-huh. written by me, which it's been a while Ooh, since I've done that. This fancy. is an opening story from r slash no sleep. It's kind of long, but I very much enjoy it. So uh, buckle up, Buttercups, and settle in for the ride, and we're gonna we're gonna read it. <laughs> once and only once. When I was nine or 10, I spent the summer at my Uncle Pete's farm in the Appalachians. 
I knew Uncle Pete from our various encounters at birthdays, Christmases, and Thanksgivings, but I had never visited his farm, and I had never spent much time with the strange, silent old man. Despite this, my parents decided that it would be character building for me to help him out for the summer. They were probably motivated by the prospect of a child-free month. Neither me nor my uncle were particularly happy about the arrangement. The farm Why would you force a, a poor man sorry, to take your kids for a month? There, you're like, here, here, bro, take this. I hope he was getting paid, or maybe you'll tell Something. me that the kid's going to work at least. I, I th- Yeah, the kid does some, like, hel- he helps him out, I suppose. But I, I think Uncle Pete was fine without him. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the farm lay on a sloping foothill, nestled in a wide-open patch of field surrounded by deep, dense forest. These are the kinds of woodland that are always wet, always damp and mossy and dewy to the touch. The property was pretty small. Aside from the crooked old farmhouse, there was a cow shed, three pastures for the cattle, and a large cornfield which spanned the breadth of the forest edge. I became used to waking up early, helping to herd the cows to graze, assisting Uncle Pete in milking. The work was hard. I became perpetually sore and covered in small nicks and bruises as I came at odds with the elements. But I enjoyed the hardship. I enjoyed the rugged landscape and the fresh air and the feeling of a job well done. Sometimes, Pete and I would go on long walks through the woods. Out there, when you're properly... <clears throat> Try that again. Out there, when you are properly and completely isolated, times move slower. It is only in a forest that you can truly view the cycle of life and rebirth as mud and rot weeds... God, I can't read anymore. I was reading so well until just now. And it's a beautiful line, too. Anyway, <laughs> as mud and rot and weeds sprout new shoots and spores. Even death is not the end of a forest. Dead things still swell and writhe and multiply, constantly rejoining the great intertwi- intertwining web of living, breathing wilderness. Who I think that's great author? visual. I Who don't know. They're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> I am entrenched in the story. It reminds me a little bit of the Schwab, who wrote Gower. Yeah, yeah, it does. It feels, it's got that vibe. But yeah, my uncle and I hardly ever spoke, but we both connected in mutual appreciation for the natural beauty around us. I remember Uncle Pete like that, always quiet. He was a man who never wasted energy on speaking except when absolutely necessary. He would never use words when a grunt or a nod or a vague motion could suffice. He was getting on in age, but he was incredibly tough, like an old sheepdog, grizzled and hardy. I couldn't imagine anything ever disturbing him or knocking him from his calm, solemn stillness. One night, Pete and I were walking back up from the bottom of the southernmost field. A cow had just given birth. I can still remember kneeling in the mud and feeling the bloody, warm mass of calf in my hands. It was later than usual. Uh, already the total and enveloping darkness of the mountains had settled in. We were guided by the lights of the farmhouse and the bright full moon. It was as we reached the porch, and I turned a glance at that same moon that I saw it. A long way off, right at the edge of the cornfield, was a black silhouette. Against the pure white backdrop of the moon, it stood at the edge of the tree line. Although I could make out no features, only its shape, I recognized four legs and a broad, powerful set of antlers. I gasped softly, my young self reveling in the complete stillness of this and size of the creature. I turned excitedly to Pete. 
Look, Uncle Pete, is, is that a deer? Even for a stag, that's pretty big, right? Uncle Pete wheeled very slowly to squint where I was pointing. There was a long pause as he breathed in and out, still staring. The three of us, he and I, and the black shape, we were motionless together for a moment. Then he replied softly, almost under his breath. Ain't no deer. Ooh. He turned around again and entered the house without looking back. I didn't even have time to question what he had said. Although I was confused, Uncle Pete was rarely the kind of man to explain himself, and I accepted that he knew these hills and everything in them like the back of his hand. I shrugged it off, and I followed him into the house, but I couldn't tear my eyes away from that dark silhouette, so boldly outlined against the moon, standing still, so perfectly still. Briefly, it was removed from my line of sight, and then when I had reached the kitchen window, it was gone, disappeared back into the trees. From my bed, I could see across the landing directly into Uncle Pete's room. That night, I awoke at some point late into the night. As my eyes flitted open, I saw Pete. He was sitting in his old rocking chair beside the window of his bedroom. In his hands, he held a large, high-powered flashlight. He had the flashlight beam pointed out the open window, trained on the tree line. Again, I was confused, but I was also tired. My eyes closed again, and I slept. I thought a little of it in the morning. It's only now, so many years later, that I try to pull all the memories together. Next week, Uncle Pete had made it a long drive to the nearest town for, for his monthly supply run. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Buying canned food, replacement tools, fuel for his Jeep. Uncle Pete, unwilling to take me with him, was not phased by the prospect of leaving a nine or ten year old alone in an isolated farmhouse. Uh, I'm phased. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Pete would be back in the morning and I would spend the night alone. Nope. I can't nope, spend the Uncle night Pete. alone. I <laughs> Pete, take me with you, please. Please. Last night I had I had like seen a scary TikTok or something, and I had to wait for Nathan to get home to wash my face because the thought of closing my eyes <laughs> to wash my face when like a demon could come out and snatch me at any minute. I said, Nope, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yep. <sighs> on the night in question, I had already spent two nights on my own like that in previous months on the farm. I went about my usual routine, making a sandwich for myself, and then turning on the television. It would have been about 10 or 11 at night. I like to go to bed late when I was on my own. <laughs> bad at reflex at the worst time. I was glued to the TV screen. I remember that there was a light rain, and the house was buffeted by a low-level but persistent wind. Gradually, above the noise of the television, I began to hear something from outside. Nope. I cocked no, my ears no, 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 properly. No. And I muted whatever program I was watching. I wasn't worried yet. You would hear all sorts of sounds in the country ignore, at night. Ignore, don't acknowledge, ignore, don't acknowledge. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I went over to the back door and I stepped outside. Immediately, I was hit by a really weird feeling. I can't explain it or even really describe it. But as I stood there, rain trickling down my face, I felt inexplicably certain that something was deeply and terribly wrong. Now, I could make out the sounds were coming from the cowshed, several hundred yards away from the farmhouse. The cows were making a lot of noise. I could hear them mooing and snorting and kicking the corrugated iron walls and of the shed. At hearing the commotion from the animals, I began to grow nervous at the possibility of a coyote or even a black bear nearby. I scanned the almost impenetrable darkness of the fields. Then, all at once, the noise stopped. It was a it was as if every cow had silenced at the exact same time. Now it was just me, standing alone, in the silent night. 
Then, out of the darkness, a voice began to call my name. No, 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 no. No, go inside. Please go inside. (laughs) The voice was deep and slow and cracked on each syllable of my name, a shuddering rasp. It mixed with the wind and became almost an echoing howl. I stepped back inside and locked the back door. Good. Good decision. (laughs) Then I closed all of the windows and turned off all of the lights in the house. I sat down on the couch in front of the television. I would turn off your light on, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Every light would be on. Yeah, already, because I'm home alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I sat down on the couch in front of my television, catatonic with fear, tears streaming down my face. Once, twice, three times that ghastly voice circled the house, still calling out my name. Michael. I sat, nails digging into the flesh of my thighs, shaking uncontrollably. For what must have been 15 minutes, there was a deathly silence. I began to wonder if perhaps I had imagined that awful voice. Then from behind me, I heard a faint, almost indiscernible sound. No. It was a dull impact against the large kitchen window. The one which looked out over the vast cornfield. I hate this. I hate this. It didn't sound deliberate. It It was an annoisement to toy with me or make me turn around. It was an unintentional sound. The kind produced when something large attempts to go unnoticed. Sounded like antlers scraping against glass. There was another antagonizing pause, and then the voice again. It's so cold out here, Michael. Won't you let me in? Oh, gross. (laughs) Gross. I love this story so much. I'm not into this at all. (laughs) I love it so much. I'm so excited. Now that the voice was so close, just outside, I could hear how wrong its cadence was. It was utterly alien. It sounded as if the speaker knew what sounds to make, but had no grasp of what the words were or their meaning and could not produce anything except for the correct vocal constructions in the right order. Still violently shaking, but compelled by something deep and unnatural within me, I turned my head to face the window. Where the pale moon should have been, there was nothing. A black silhouette was blocking the window from its form. I was sitting in the dark, but I strained my eyes to differentiate the shape of the figure from the night sky behind it. I could hardly make out anything. I think it was squatting on all fours, or maybe resting on its haunches. Only the outline of a wide, misshapen set of antlers was unmistakable. It's less scary when I have to burp after every paragraph. Okay, back. The pitiful blue glare of the television gave me just enough light to see that thing that thing's face. Its wet mm-hmm. snout was pressed against the glass of the window. The dim glow allowed me to make out that its skin and hair was stretched far too tight over its skull. I remember feeling that the shaking was getting worse. I remember black spots dancing across my eyes. I remember nausea and the feeling of falling. I woke up splayed in the middle of the living room floor. I got up, rubbing my head in time to see Uncle Pete's Jeep appear from the trees and pull up to the farmhouse. I never once told Pete about that night, about the things I heard and saw, partly because I wasn't sure I would be believed, and partly because I was still deciding if I dared to believe it myself. I was just a 10-year-old kid, after all. I think Uncle Pete would for sure believe you. (laughs) He said, ain't no dare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uncle Pete knows what's up. He does. Uncle Pete is an old, weathered Appalachian man. He knows what's up. (laughs) (laughs) I'd only had a few days left at the farm. 
I stuck by Pete's side at all times, and I didn't look out of any windows after dark. Thankfully, Same. we didn't go on any walks through the woods, either. As I grew older, I tried a mixture of repression and denial about my memories on the farm. Never visited again. I think I managed to achieve some semblance of forgetting, however unhealthy or damaging it was to bury fears. At last, I reached a point where all I would feel was a shiver up my spine and a vague sense of unease whenever I glanced up at a full moon or walked through a dense tree in, the dense trees in twilight. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, Why are you walking through dense trees place. in twilight? What's that about, buddy? First of all, you've seen this creature, and now you're still going to go through walks in the woods at twilight? I'm good. Um, Not for me. That was until a few years ago, when it all came flooding back. Uncle Pete is gone. Some of the people who knew him in town noticed when he failed to arrive for his monthly supply run. When he missed the next one, too, they sent someone down to see if the old man was all right. And he was just gone. His Jeep oh. was still in the driveway. There were no signs of a struggle. The house looked untouched. Although the front door was wide open, there were no footprints anywhere around the house or the surrounding oh. fields. Everyone accepted that he must have had a dizzy spell or a fall when walking through the woods. They combed the mountains and forests for miles, but they never found a body. The only clue that they ever found, the only thing that was out of place or wrong, was a set of cloven hoof prints imprinted in the mud, leading up to the farmhouse and then away again. Everyone dismissed these tracks. I'm the only one who can't stop thinking about why they were only found in sets of two and not oh, four. No, 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 no. I'm no, the only no. one who can't stop thinking about what it was that came up to the house on its hind legs and carried Uncle Pete away far off deep into the hills and trees and the dark. The end. <laughs> Ew, I hate that. Uh, see, it was really long, but so good. <laughs> It was really well written, and I know it's just on like r slash no sleep. So there's like, so that there's not a ton of validity to it. So r slash no sleep, if you don't know, is a subreddit where you post stories, scary stories, and nobody is allowed to question the validity on the site itself. You're all supposed to just imagine they were real. So they could yeah. be real, they could be fabricated. You'll never know, but you're yeah, not exactly. allowed to be like ah, fake. You'll get like kicked off by moderators if you do that shit mm -hmm. i think there is so. some i i knew what you were doing so i think there's some validity to it but i'm gonna pretend that wasn't real you can do that <laughs> i didn't but like that more. so i'm gonna pretend it's not real <laughs> don't worry there's more to talk about uh so the cryptid i'm talking about today hails from appalachia obviously because we're in tennessee and why would i not talk about mm -hmm. appalachia here um who are you talking to Tell him hush. <laughs> Jamie Hush. <laughs> the Appalachian Mountains are known for being very spiritually connected, unsettling, and all around straight spooky. <laughs> just a little spooky. They're, they're just very known for being spooky. Um, this area is super rich with native culture as well. Um, I will say that also the Appalachian Mountain cryptids and creatures are believed to be very, very real by many people. A lot of people mm -hmm. who live in and around Appalachia, indigenous and otherwise, have seen slash heard and wholeheartedly believe in these beings. So like, yes. there's, there's a difference between indigenous culture, legend and tales. There's a difference between cryptids and there's a difference between Appalachian folklore. You know, yeah. it's like, it's all similar, but disconnected. It's kind of like uh, lumberjack tales also are a different mm -hmm. thing. Like they're technically not considered a cryptid, but they are because the definition of a cryptid is just an unknown creature. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. But yeah, yeah, so, but they are from the specific region and they are like have 
backing from things that aren't necessarily like native culture, but they're different. So yeah. So like the um, fearsome critters are like Northern America tales. Like that's their thing. They're lumberjack folk. Mm. Uh, yes. And the Appalachian entities are Appalachian folklore. So yes. That being said, I am not here to discount anything, nor am I ever going to imply that what I'm about to talk about is not real or definitively real or not. I will say I have a certain hesitance when it comes to speaking on Appalachian folklore. Uh, I'm one to believe that people have these tales and warnings for a reason. And I'm inclined more than anything to listen to someone whose family has been on this land generations longer than mine to be wary of the woods. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It is a well-known saying in Appalachia and in the cryptic community in general, if you saw something, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you know you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. So with that preface in place, let us discuss the not deer. Now I know what you're I know I know I know what you're thinking. What's a not deer? Well, it's kinda it's like deer. the name describes. It's not a deer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a deer, but not. <laughs> So let me walk you through a typical encounter of a not deer, uh, which I've drawn up by compiling countless eyewitness accounts. So like, this is just a whole ton of accounts from Reddit and other sources that were vaguely similar enough for me to compile a uh, general list of what's gonna happen in your encounter with the not deer. You're walking through the woods or by the woods Uh edge. It's dawn or dusk. The light from the sun is dim, but not quite extinguished. Um, You see a herd of deer munching on some nearby greenery. But one of the deer seems to be looking at you. Weird. Uh, You get closer to the herd and begin to notice increasingly off things about this particular deer. The first thing you notice is that its eyes, instead of being on the sides of its head, like your average doe or buck, right? Uh, They are straight on the front of its face. Straight down its nose, it's looking directly at you. I shouldn't talk bad about it. Yeah. Cute. That would be... That would be <laughs> you don't have to lie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> well, Bailey, that would be weird in itself if you didn't also notice that this deer's limbs seem to be wrong. It has well, too many joints in its legs, or maybe it's double-jointed. It seems like its knees would swing either way if it walked, you know? Mm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the typical deer is it's like, wheat, wheat. But these ones, they could kind of go like, wheat, wheat, if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Then the deer moves. That's a dead giveaway that it is not, in fact, a deer. Its yeah. movements are jerky, like a marionette being controlled by an amateur puppeteer. This is an animatronic in deer's clothing, if anything. Now, depending on the experience, it can go a few ways. You could walk away, pretending not to have seen anything. In that case, you will see nothing more and take nothing with you other than the uneasy feeling you have. Mm-hmm. Or you could walk closer to it. Um, as the other deer notice you, they will run away, as deer do. Uh, yep. But not this deer. This deer doesn't retreat. Maybe you get close enough for the not deer to bear its oddly canine-like teeth. Now, that's the general vibe of it, but I also want to read another particular encounter found on r slash not deer. <laughs> it's well, a very interesting subreddit all about the not deer. 
Uh-huh. All stories on this subreddit are said to be 100% true experiences by the people. Okay, or questions about So each story is supposed to be a completely valid story of a not deer. Okay? Mm. Yep. <clears throat> I live in Florida out in the country. There's about 500 That's acres of wooded far. area. I know, right? The, the not deer are kind of everywhere, but they're mostly in Appalachia. Yeah. Critter. Don't tell me. They're not in um, Arkansas. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. That's true. They shouldn't be in Arkansas. I've never heard of any Arkansas not deer encounters, so I'm going to believe that they're not. They're not here. <laughs> they're not deer and they're not here. Anyway. Correct. <laughs> yeah. There's about 500 acres of wooded area around my house with some clearings for other houses and cows. While we live fairly close to the main road, it's far enough back that we don't hear traffic. Maybe a 15-minute drive to the closest store. We see a lot of wildlife in our yard, which is only about, a fi- only about five acres that we own. There are wild turkeys, armadillos, coyotes, and, of course, the deer. The plot we live on used to be an old grape farm, so there are tons of ridges in the ground that used to grow grapes. There's a herd mm-hmm. of about 7 to 13 does and fawns that love to sleep in these ridges and eat the gardenias in the morning. We usually leave them alone and don't let our dogs or chickens out until they're gone. A few months back, I had gotten into the habit of waking up early to drink my coffee on the back porch and watch the deer. They were usually most active around dawn after they woke up. After a while, I had noticed that one seemed like it would stare at my house very intensely, even when I was not outside. I would be on our computer room at the back of the house and feel eyes on me, only to look out the window and see this specific deer staring down at the house. But Weird not behavior. from one eye, from both. Like it was looking down its nose at us. My mom would see it too, and it gave us the creeps. Duh. <laughs> one morning, after I thought the deer had left, I let my dog out. A big black dog who'd roll over and try to play with a toad. Koa. <laughs> Koa yeah. would do that too. He's very non-confrontational, but loves to chase birds and deer. If they don't mm. move, he becomes disinterested because they're not playing with him. Our chickens just ignore him or flock around small livestock dog. When I let him out, he spotted the deer and ran straight towards him, only to stop in his tracks a few hundred feet from them and tuck his tail. Mm-hmm. I looked, and the odd deer was staring him down, once again from its nose. I called him back, and he came and hid behind me. I looked at the deer, which had turned to look at me, and I noticed that it was not a normal deer. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, You notice that now? Um, <laughs> just now? Its eyes seemed a little too big for its head. And its body just didn't seem proportional. It was a great mimic of a deer if you didn't look too closely. Mm, but I had seen a lot of deer. And this just wasn't one. It looked almost as if the deer had put on a deer skin over itself that just didn't fit right. Oh, Anyways, we had begun oh. a new habit of closing the blinds in the morning and waiting until the sun was higher in the sky to let the dogs out. Eventually, the construction began about 100 acres right next to us uh, was sold. We haven't seen any deer since the trees had been mostly cleared out, and I think that's for the better. Yeah, I think so too. The end. <laughs> Me also. I never want to see a deer again, actually, after this. <laughs> this makes me hate deer, and I love deer. But yeah, so that, w- that was another face-to-face encounter, just to give you another a, g- a good look at the deer. So as you can tell, maybe, after hearing about the, how this cryptid typically behaves... The not deer is generally a very non-aggressive creature. 
Mm-hmm. A rule of th- okay, the first story is obviously aggressive, <laughs> but in yeah. general, they just look at you and they make you feel weird. So yeah, a rule of thumb is to act like you never saw it and no harm will come to you. This is the same across the board for many Appalachian creatures, as many believe it is because the beings are here simply to protect the land that they're on. So if you don't intend to fuck up their space or them, you're free to go. Valid. So cool. That's good for your average Joe, right? But what if you do provoke the not deer? Well, Someone is screaming. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say, is it the not deer? <laughs> it's it's like children. I can't tell if it's like from outside or Jamie's in her room doing something. I don't know. She's like screaming. <laughs> I don't know. There are like, you, yeah. you know where I live. There's like apartments like across the street. And the kids come out yeah. to like the yard sometimes. It's late for children. I guess it's only nine. I don't know. <laughs> and it's I don't know. My kid goes to eight, so I guess so. Anyway, Anyways, what continue. if you do provoke the not deer? I I don't. Well, let me tell you, you don't want to do that, Bailey. Um, <laughs> let me add that provoke here has a pretty loose meaning. Okay. If you do anything to acknowledge the creature, you done provoked it. All right. Yeah, this can include speaking to it, threateningly or not. So, like, imagine, you know, you're walking in the woods and you're like, a deer. Oh, come here, pretty deer. Oh, That's provoking don't. it. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know? Um, running away instead of walking calmly away. Or getting too close to it. So, in short, anything that could give away that you have so much as seen the guy will provoke it. <laughs> so, now you've provoked it. What's next? They will often stand up on their two back legs when threatened. So they become bipedal when when posting up. <laughs> mm-hmm. They will not typically attack in the moment, but rather follow you home and stalk you until you're vulnerable for the hunt, which is far worse than just attacking me in the moment. <laughs> if they do attack in the moment, it is common it is a common assumption that they will unhinge their jaw, much like a snake, and consume you with their razor sharp teeth. Is they may also drive you further. Quick. I don't think so. (laughs) I think they rip you into little pieces. Um, They may also drag you further into the woods for a more secluded meal. But that stuff is mostly speculation, though, because obviously we don't have any first-hand encounters from those who were the main course of the not-deer. Because they done done not alive. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's run through this in more detail. Where will you see the not-deer? Most commonly, they will be in the woods or at the woods' edge. They also, however, are seen an alarming amount of times on the sides of desolate or rural roads. I don't if you live in Arkansas. I'm good. Yeah. If you live in Arkansas, you know that you're always looking out for deer at night when you're driving, just in case you have to, like, slam on your brakes or swerve a little bit uh, because they're going to yes. dart out in the road in front of you, which is horrifying because they can absolutely total your car. Terrible. Um, mm-hmm. The not deer is the same. Same concept, except... People report that it seems as though it is intentionally trying to get hit and cause you to get in a wreck. So that's cool. <sighs> Thanks, not deer. I appreciate it. I think yeah, a there's lot of like, deer are just that, like that in general. Yeah, it's like deer caught in headlights, except for it's like standing on two legs and like staring at you with its weird eyes. Yeah, because my last apartment was so close to like a mountain. Uh-huh. I saw deer all the time, and I don't know how many times I almost hit them because they were just in the road. Get out of the road. Yeah. 
Well, we did put roads where they belong. So <laughs> that it's might be a little bit of our fault. There are too many like houses and like residential areas around here. Get out of the road. That's true. They they might should know better by now. We've been Those here for roads, a while roads and shit. Sorry. Those roads were here before that deer was here. That particular deer, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know the lifespan of a deer, but I can only imagine yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop talking now. Well, how do you know that it's a not deer that you're seeing, Bailey? First, you'll get a sinking feeling of dread uh, anytime you're just around one, even if you haven't seen it yet. So that's a dead ringer. If you just feel bad, it's probably it's probably a good feeling that it, you should leave. <laughs> um, then most notably, of course, are its forward eyes on the front instead of the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and wrong joints and jerky movements. And also, so those are like the typical things, but many people report that the not deer is just any deer that looks wrong. Well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that particular breed. Like there have been some with like, I saw a deer with a really long neck and that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you, and I, and I saw a TikTok earlier this week um, that was, you know, that one video of the moose I sent you a while ago where it's like on the car and it's like very, very big. Um, it was a stitch with that. And it was a woman who was like, hey, people from Appalachia, do you think not deer can be not moose? I actually read a few things about that because some people, there's like conflicting sources. Some say that the not deer is a regular deer, but looks like emaciated. And some say the not deer is like a deer, but bigger. So Mm. like an elk (laughs) or a moose, you know? So I actually did read some things that were like, honestly, the not deer looks more like an elk than it does a deer. And people were like, well, then why is it not the not elk? (laughs) Yeah. But... You know, so yeah. That particular I video mean, of a moose is very weird, and I don't like it. Moose are scary. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, bucks are scary too. If you if you provoke just an, your average buck, your your shit's gonna get rocked, dude. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, some people have seen like deer with big heads, deer with extra long legs, mm-hmm. deer with weird weird body proportions, just that. But mainly it's eyes on front of head, jerky movements. All of them are uh, not afraid of humans. So like like your average deer is pretty skittish. Yes. A very like solid fact about not deer is that they are not afraid of people. So they won't run away like your average deer. Well, what do you do if you're face to face with the not deer? Not deer? I, I don't know what you're talking about. There was nothing there. Uh, walk calmly away and get out of the woods into a home or vehicle you didn't see anything leave (laughs) calmly if you run away that is acknowledging it you have to walk away with the most calm breaths and calm feet as possible just Mm -hmm. like a normal sunday afternoon oh forgot something in the car and walk backwards Remember that entities cannot enter your home without permission. So long as your windows and doors are shut and locked and you don't have a come on in, welcome Matt, you should be good to go. Yeah. Because that's a loophole that entities can use. If your welcome Matt says like, welcome traveler, wipe your feet here and come on, step on inside. <laughs> you have I think mine just says hello, but 
I think mine says wipe your paws. So maybe I'm just inviting like pod entities into my home. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one that I really, really like, and it's sold around here because like that's Fayetteville related. But it says, um, come on in, the Razorbacks are on. And I think it's so cute, but never in a million years would I put that on my front porch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I love Other a come on in and cozy up. No. Oh, yeah. Hell no. You can't. All of mine either don't have words don't or. <laughs> mine don't have words or they say, like, hello or hi there but that's it yeah i've just said hello hello doesn't invite you into my home <laughs> mm -mm. i say hi to the door dasher that doesn't mean come eat my food with me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah other helpful tips uh not deer as well as most other appalachian spooks will do things to try to trick you to come to them uh, so when you're in the woods, it's a good rule of thumb to never answer to your name directly Anyone's and don't name. look in the trees. Don't answer to any names. I actually saw a really interesting comment on something. I think a TikTok that I was watching talking about not answering to your name because it's dangerous to like, it invites even, uh, even in like different religions. If you hear your name, like not when you're like talking face to face with someone in a safe building, then you should never answer to it directly because it could be a demon even trying to like gain entrance mm. into your person uh, so instead of saying like yeah or like that's me you say is that me weird yeah interesting little loophole to like not necessarily address it but still not 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 say something to the person who said something to you you know <laughs> yeah so yeah very interesting um now that we've talked about the not deer where'd it come from Where'd this not deer get here? <laughs> uh, I mentioned it a bit earlier, but I want to really explain my understandings of the origins of this creature. If you know anything about cryptozoology and or indigenous legend, you may have noticed that the not deer sounds a bit like two very important native entities, both of which I do not say the actual names of out of respect and maybe a little bit of fear. <laughs> but our little adjacent names are flesh pedestrians, and windy blows. All right. Yes. If you don't know what those are, good. <laughs> if you do, I recommend being respectful. Anyway, the not deer, contrary to popular belief, is not one of these. And as far as it is known, they are not a native entity at all, but rather an Appalachian folklore that developed from the native orig the original native tales of their creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is not to say that the not deer isn't real or anything, but it may not be as old or culturally ingrained as one may think. Some distinct differences between these commonly misrepresented beings. A flesh pedestrian, from what I understand, is a person. An indigenous yes. American from one of a few tribes who is able to use medicine specific to their people to shapeshift into different animals. They are not some horrible, terrible, flesh-eating monster that the modern media portrays them to be, okay? Because you see it a lot, no. especially nowadays, of the, some scary, like, human transformed into beast, like, no. No. <laughs> it is not mm -hmm. that. So, the not-deer, on the other hand, is in fact a monster. <laughs> it is definitely an animal, not a person. Its origins are entirely unclear, 
and it is commonly thought of to be an urban legend. Um, Windy Blows are the same similar case in a way. They are a sacred native entity that begins with a human being and thus categorically different from a not deer because the not deer mm-hmm. is an animal, <laughs> a monster animal. Yeah. Uh, that distinction is very important when speaking about these guys as we want to have fun and be educated on different cryptids and cultural phenomenons, uh, not disrespect an entire indigenous group. Right? <laughs> cool. Yep. So very important that we know that. Um, I learned a lot of this actually from a TikToker with the handle The Twilight Emporium, who does a lot of Appalachian lore on his page. He is super respectful and educational while still being really entertaining. So I recommend going and giving him a little watch. Uh, he's actually the one who I first started learning about the actually like the actual legend and like background of flesh pedestrians mm-hmm. and i i trust him. he himself is not native but there were a lot of people who um there's one i remember in particular who was a navajo member and was like you're being very respectful and w- what you're saying is correct and thank you very much <laughs> yeah so his his stuff has been at least confirmed by a handful, and I have done further research to confirm this. If I'm incorrect, please tell me. (laughs) But yeah, there's also um, Abby Sabota on TikTok, who is one of my favorite creators of Appalachia content. I actually was introduced to Appalachian lore by watching her video popping up on my For You page like two years ago. (laughs) Because she, her thing is like, don't look in the trees. That's like her her tagline. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, she, I saw a video of it. And it was like, don't look in the trees and here's why. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and then I fell down an Appalachian like rabbit hole where I learned about a lot of things that were scary and bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, there's one more thing to cover here though. What in the hell is the not deer? <laughs> what have people said to dismiss this guy and explain the creature away? What are, what are some explanations that people have come up with? Yeah. Number one, chronic waste disease. This is a medical phenomenon that affects the central nervous system of an animal, notably deer. Um, it causes the deer to behave strangely, such as stumble and jerky movements and a lack of fear of humans. Yeah. It will cause them to forget to eat and become emaciated and often make their skin seem a bit weird, which could explain why the odd joints are right how they are, because... You know, if skin's weird, the joints can look really weird because the joints in a deer is already weird <laughs> in their weird legs. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting and valid. Uh, number two, rabies. This one's pretty much the same as chronic yeah. disease, basically. Um, number number three, birth defects. Basically the same thing. <laughs> deer but yeah. wrong is the deer who was born a little bit wonky, and that's okay. That's just a deer. <laughs> And then number four, aliens, because why not aliens? It's an alien in deer clothing, is probably what it is. And they notice that you notice that they're not. Hey, stop texting me. They notice that you notice that they're not a real deer, and they're trying to like really play it up that they're a real deer, <laughs> but they're actually an alien trying to act like a deer. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, if I saw. If I was like a little a little farm folk, right, and I saw a deer with chronic waste disease before it had been discovered as a common illness, 
I definitely think I had seen some kind of terrible, scary, awful beast. <laughs> this deer isn't afraid of me and it's looking at me weird. And I, I don't know what to do about this. I, I've got to go write it down. You know? I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, so perhaps that's all that happened. You know, they saw this this creepy weird deer, but it was actually just a deer with some some health issues. But yeah. it is said by many not deer witnesses that they have seen both deer with chronic waste disease and a not deer, and they are distinctly different experiences for them. <laughs> Valid. But who's to say I, I could see when that. it's all it's all word of mouth? The not deer is a shad, and if you see one, no, you didn't. The end. Yeah. <laughs> That was the not deer. They're so lovely and spooky. It's, uh, to me, I liken it to the rake, you know? Like, it's... Sure. It's got that same vibe of, like, scary, but also not too serious. <laughs> you know? I could Though see that. the rake... Um, I sent you a TikTok earlier from, I, I think, from the it. Twilight Emporium. Yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> it was like me when I'm explaining to people that the rake was actually just a guy created on 4chan and not an actual like being by any means. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, that dude is not real. <laughs> it's uh, for context. It's that woman on the plane who's like flipping out is what that sound is from. I had never seen this woman before in my life, but it was a very oh, she like. I don't remember what airline she was on. It like went viral probably a couple weeks ago. Um, like she like got off a plane and was like flipping out about something that no one else could see but her. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Love that for her. Yeah. I hope she gets the help she needs. Yeah. But yeah. Um. This I is that, this is gonna be slightly longer episode than normal mine i don't have a ton but i don't get any more fun than danny's just gave us yes yes <laughs> creepy this scary one and weird i won't say this one's like creepy and scary it does have a hit like the the origin story is pretty sad hmm. so we're gonna travel to white bluff tennessee cool now white bluff tennessee is deep in tennessee it's very beautiful it's like i think i don't know if it is now but at the time it was pretty isolated from a lot of major cities um we're in the 1920s is where we're going to start our story um white bluff (laughs) isn't fully developed it's a smaller town it's mostly forest um but this land is so beautiful and it's the perfect spot for a young family to build their home cute Um, and so it's this i say it says young family but like it's a mother father and seven children Mm. so (laughs) i don't know how young that is there's a lot it's perfect family perfect spot to begin um i don't know why they decided to move there's like there's no name to these guys it just the start of the stories in the 1920s a family moved to the specific part of the land um in white bluff tennessee and there were nine of them um everything was mostly fine for a very short while um it didn't take long for the family to start um to recognize some strange goings on 
at their farm. No. Um, little things here and there. The big thing, though, was the screaming. The huh? Um, screaming just every night. Um, their world would just erupt into ungodly wailing and crying and screeching, and the children would be generally, generally, generally terrified. Um, of the, the okay, that happens that one night. Happen, and I'm it happens. Yeah, it happened many, many nights. Many, many uh, nights. Yeah. I don't know what their financial situation was, but I would find literally any way to get out from under that house. <laughs> well, there's nine of them, and they just built a house. So, yeah. money's probably a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, children won't sleep. The parents are just, like, chilled. It's uncomfortable. No one likes it. I don't like it. I hate it, actually. <laughs> I don't like The story goes, however, that the father, the young man, um, is just enraged with these, like, antics. And he's so frustrated. He's tired. And um, it all kind of um accumulates into this one night where he in his fit of rage grabs the gun and heads into the woods uh. he's he runs out and he's yelling he's like whatever's whatever you are like you need to stop but like this needs to stop um and he's yelling and like looking for whatever is causing this screaming um and he's like kind of circling the property um, and as he's heading back towards the home, he begins to realize that the sound is getting louder. It's more shrill. It's more clear. And it's now, family screaming. And now it's not just one voice, but it's multiple voices. No. <laughs> there wasn't one screamer. It was a whole crowd of them. And as he hurried back towards the home... He discovered his greatest nightmare. What he found when he returned home was his family hacked to bits. Body parts were strewn across the whole house. The home that was once a safe haven and a new beginning had suddenly become a terror in the span of a single night. So this entity, <laughs> um, if you will, is now known as the White Bluff Screamer. And this is like the main origin story. It's one of the main sightings that we would consider of the White Bluff Screamer. Wow, really fun, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's kind of the majority of it is just this one story. Um, so I'm going to kind of break it down into appearance i guess is would be next of what you might want to hear from me um honestly we're not sure what the appearance is i would say um, how would you know <laughs> all it does is scream oh he so okay so it depends on which version of the story you're looking at when, and what you're reading some will say that when he got to um the house and like discovered everything there was this weird white mist left around and some even say and this is one of the most popular like appearances basically um say that he saw an apparition of a woman and that oh. was the white bluff scream it was a woman others say it's more rake like oh good 
As it should be. Um, and even still, friend. even still, some will <laughs> claim it's like an albino Bigfoot. Yeah, there's like, we believe it's white. That's the only thing we've got. <laughs> Have we ever considered that this man killed his whole family and made the rest up? I haven't considered that. I do consider something else for a possibility. Oh. But, um, okay. So that's it. Um, <laughs> my notes are kind of scattered. <laughs> so cool. White Bluff Screamer could be an apparition of a woman. Could be a rake. Could be albino Bigfoot. We don't really know. Good. Um, what is it? Good question. That's a really good question. Um, yeah. There are a couple of different suggestions on what it could be or like what this origin could have been. Um, one suggestion is a banshee. Um, a banshee is a creature mm-hmm. of, I believe, Irish folklore that will follow families around and foretell death. Um, if it is a banshee, maybe the screams they heard were just the warning and it wasn't the screamer that killed the family, but un- an unfortunate and horrific murder. That that makes sense to me. <laughs> Um, another suggests that the screamer is the spirit of the white lady, a woman who finds her husband cheating on her and in her rage kills the children and then herself. Very law your own. Yeah. Um, and then the second most popular theory. So I think I say the second most popular theory. I don't know what the number one popular theory is. I don't know. I wrote that. Um, another popular theory, however, would suggest um, that the white wolf screamer is that of an escaped circus animal. So the story goes that a circus train was passing through via railroad when some of the animals escaped during a stop. The exotic animal, which could not be restrained nor caught, was left. The scream, which resembles that of a woman, can only be heard at certain times at night. Um, this theory um, I have seen ref- referred to as the legend of werewolf springs as well. So this would be mm-hmm. your albino Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is, it is still believed to lurk in the woods of White Bluff today. Um, and this is the part of the episode where I tell some more silly stories about other sightings. Oh, silly and goofy. <laughs> um, so this one, this is the other side of Reddit. Um, you got a very beautifully written story oh good (laughs) this one i'm is a little rough this one's a little rough and i'm gonna struggle through it because it's the grammar is a little it's it's hard but um okay i'm gonna make it through this so this comes from um a, a reddit thread i guess um i don't remember the user i didn't write it down um but i do know it came from a reddit that i'm going to say at the end because it might give it away um so so me and some buddies of mine are paranormal investigators so we decided to go out to the westmoreland fire station which is pretty close to white bluff tennessee we've heard stories about a cryptid that lives out there and the stuff we heard is honestly terrifying we got there in the middle of the afternoon not a bird was chirping and the wind wasn't even moving those are the two warning signs We took two cars. I was in a car with my buddy, and we'll call him Dave for the sake of the story. His friends brought the other. (laughs) His friends brought the other car, and we will call them John and Mark. 
after we got there, John and Mark got out of the, the car. Yeah. Um, John and Mark got out of the car and they wandered off for a bit. And then we see John and Mark running back to the car. Now, Mark is a bit of a hefty fella and he ran and jumped through the um, car window that was rolled down. Both me and Dave saw something. <laughs> um, both me and Dave saw something running through the tree line very quick and we couldn't tell what it was. That is when John and Mark decided to do something stupid and sped out of there as fast as they could. You see, both me and Dave knew what it could have been. We've heard the stories. It hunts by seeing motion and it lures prey by mimicking voices um, and it runs at high speeds and whenever it's around it has a smell of death. It has been depicted as a humanoid and pale. All of these depictions point towards the Wendy blow. Um, so Dave turns off his car and we sit there until nightfall and then we turn on the car and slowly drive away. When we got back with our friends, they showed us the the back tires and it looked like claws had gone through them. I told Mark and John, we discussed about what it could be while, while I'm assuming that's while, while you guys we discussed what it could be. Why were you guys stupid enough to run? Either you guys were stupid enough to slash your own tires and waste money, or the white bluff screamer scratched your tires. The only thing I could think, the only thing that they could reply was, we heard some voices coming from the tree line. They sounded familiar, but impossible. We realized that's what it was, and we decided to run. It is highly possible there's a wind to blow um, at the white bluff, Tennessee, and the Westmoreland fire station due to the fact and this is kind of he starts i don't i don't know what we'll say um due to the fact that the worn of the ways a wendy blow is created is extreme cold and consumption of human flesh it is highly possible that when settlers were settling in tennessee during the cold winter someone might have gotten desperate and consumed human flesh is therefore creating a monster that lives in white bluff tennessee close to the westmoreland fire station which will forever be known as a white bluff screamer um there are different theories on the white bluff screamer um what the white bluff screamer could be a lot of theories people believe um it's a windy blow some even say a banshee but i have no doubt in my mind that it's a wind blow that was rough there's a lot of double yeah. like repeated words here like when they type a name they often type it twice john john so it's like <laughs> it it was kind of hard to get through this person yeah. however says they their friends saw it and they believe that it's a wendy blow not a banshee interesting yeah and that's one one notable factor of like windy blow like native tale that i didn't say about the not deer but is also like very different is that again they start as a human um and mm -hmm. like one of the telltale factors of this is that they have an insatiable desire for human flesh which the not deer does not otherwise they would attack you on site mm -hmm. <laughs> so but yeah you know that it makes decent ish sense though i'm not native so <laughs> yeah i'm not sure someone in the comments i didn't like dig too far into the comments but someone in the comments of that was like it doesn't get cold enough for it to be a wendy blow <laughs> what All right. i don't know i never dig i've never dug into um i try to stay them. As far i don't away from them as possible yeah i've never like looked into I... it i have done a little bit of like 
I do know a little bit about a little bit more about flush pedestrians. I don't know anywhere yeah. near as much about Wendy Blows. My my like introduction to the Windy Blow was actually uh, <laughs> the video game Until Dawn. Mm. Um, which is like the butterfly effect and it's a it's a really pretty game um and so i didn't even realize that they were like a native like they're that that is what the video game is about like that is the antagonist the monster quote unquote in the storyline is the windy blow uh yeah and (laughs) lots of natives like came down on that game because they were like hey don't use our like sacred native tales as entertainment and also you got a lot of shit wrong and (laughs) what this person on reddit said sounds like a lot of what the video game said and therefore i can only assume that some of it's wrong because probably (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me yeah i wouldn't surprise i didn't say any of that was like accurate that's just what it was written i was mostly wanting to i was wanting to cover the top part of it Um, but i was gonna finish out the full thread yeah um another tale comes from a deer hunter who had strung up a buck he had killed early in the day and placed the guts in a wash tub he sat on his porch strumming away his guitar strumming away on his guitar and noticed that the woods had grown suddenly quiet there was no croaking from the frogs or the buzz of the insects suddenly his hunting dogs came running around the corner of his house where their pen was they crawled into an opening under the house with their tails firmly tucked between them. He placed his guitar down and looked in the direction of the dog's pen. There stood a creature as tall as a basketball goal with stringy white hair and hooves for feet. It let out a piercing scream and then headed first for the dogs, then for him. The hunter barely closed the front door before the creature began clawing at it. Unable to access his prey, the beast let out more screams and paced the porch, waiting for him to come back outside the standoff lasted until after the sun rose when the creature finally left with the deer carcass and a wash tub the roof of the pen hung askew up opposite of the hole the dogs used to escape and his guitar lay on the porch covered in a slimy substance later the wash tub was found and the woods licked completely clean i love that <laughs> he got inside and they were like damn it you took my dinner well, I'm going to take yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How dare you um, run away, you tasty little snack. I'm going to take your deer, bitch. <laughs> so those were the two other sightings. I think like a lot of articles would be like, and many sightings, blah, 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 blah. But they don't like ever say what sighting. <laughs> say what sighting. Um, <laughs> one final thing before I like before i'm done um i don't think i pulled hardly any information from it but there does exist a cryptids with a z fandom wiki um that does have a page on the white wolf screamer and you can comment on this and so one of the comments is from among us creeper and they said my friend is now an orphan because of the white screamer that's it just that (laughs) all we get Please tell me more. And also, is did your friend consent to you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was weird and interesting, and I would include it. But no, that's the white bluff screamer. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think um, after this talk, I'm second guessing our trip to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't want to see Hozier so bad, I wouldn't go. Uh, I will recommend to all listening to not go to Tennessee. If you're if you're not looking for shit, if you're not a paranormal investigator looking to get got, <laughs> then I would I recommend you just stay away. Bailey just is blowing up the her woods. Sorry, yes. jammer or whatever one it is. I forget what you said it was. Kool-Aid? My Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Just stay in the big cities. Don't go to the woods. Yeah, I've I've I haven't heard of any Nashvilleian uh, <laughs> cryptids. I did. Um, I my husband has family in Tennessee, right? And. Mm-hmm. A lot of Tennesseans were like, you should cover the Bell Witch. I will address here. The reason that I did not cover the Bell Witch is because the Bell Witch is a haunting, not yep. a cryptid. Correct. That is a ghost. That woman's a ghost. <laughs> Homie is a ghost, mm-hmm. not a cryptid. So we will do a season on yeah. ghosts and hauntings eventually. Eventually. So. <laughs> Just tuck that yeah. in your pocket. We'll come back to it. I heavily recommend that you don't go into the woods ever, especially not in Tennessee. Tennessee is terrifying. In general, you should be like very weary when you're in Appalachia. (laughs) Like, yeah, just don't just like watch your back. Don't go anywhere alone. Don't we still have don't look in the trees. You should be fine. (laughs) We still have like a couple more Appalachian states to cover. Like, I think we're finally like getting into the bulk of them. West Virginia. Is that technically? I think so. I think or no, so. Virginia, West Virginia is. I know that Virginia is, and I know that like it goes all the way up to the main. It's like whoop, down like that. <laughs> it's pretty big, but like the bulk of it I feel like is like Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. Parts of Kentucky, but we really didn't get into that into Kentucky. Yeah, no. I could be wrong. I could be yeah. lying. I don't know. It's and a lot of people, um, like it, the the area considered Appalachia is growing every every year. It feels like because a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, what do you actually consider Appalachia? Do you like just the middle of the line or like all of the area or like what do, what do you consider? <laughs> like who's allowed to call themselves like Appalachian? You know, I think even where we're from has a lot of Appalachian influence. Scary. <laughs> I just mean like in the food and like parts of the culture. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would never consider myself Appalachian, but I think I do recognize no. um, pieces of it. Well, yeah, and also when we say like Appalachian, like can, like one being Appalachian, there is like a very distinct difference from the indigenous people mm-hmm. of the Appalachias and those who are from Appalachia, like now. <laughs> So, important distinction. Um, also, I wanted to note that throughout this entire episode, you have noticed that we have a, a pronounced it Appalachia and not once Appalachian. Because I've learned that that's incorrect. <laughs> no, it's Appalachia. Yeah, it's Appalachia. And I actually learned that from the Morbid podcast. Love you guys. And I saw a video when I was looking up the not deer stuff. And this guy, first of all, he called it the not a deer like not the not deer, mm. which I've always heard it called the not deer. I've heard of the not deer before, like way before. Yeah. As an Appalachian folklore, like I've heard like way back when, because it's one of the big ones. Um, <laughs> and this guy said, 
the not a deer is a really interesting story from the Appalach uh, appalachian mountain you range. can't even say it like I incorrectly can't, really hard. <laughs> and literally 99 of his comments like get get you that uh in engagement my dude but 99 of his comments were obligatory appalachia comment <laughs> yeah i thought it was very fun I was like, I don't want to get roasted like that. <laughs> I can't even say it wrong anymore, apparently. So, yeah. Um, don't go to Tennessee. I don't think... <laughs> I'm trying to think if I remembered how to, like, how I used to say it, How we were taught to, like, originally say it. Appalachia? I, or Appalachia? Yeah, and I don't even remember, like, it ever being with just the A at the end. Like, I always remember only saying... Like the Appalachian Mountain Range, yeah, well, and never addressing care. like the area. Yeah, that's true. Our school system didn't care. <laughs> we only needed to know yeah. the vague mountain regions of the United States for geography. Yeah, and then the rest of it was like, nah, you can figure that out by yourself. <laughs> the Rockies in the West, the Smokies in the uh, Appalachians in the East. Like, you know, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. That's all of them. <laughs> I'm need. sure it's like the difference of like um I mean not the difference there is a correct way to say it but it's like um people saying Washita and not knowing how to say the Washita yeah. mountains. The Washitas? Cuz the Washitas, the Wichitas, that's it's all the Wichitas the Wichita's always stresses me out. I'm like how did you come to that? <laughs> like I I understand because how. Because they know Wichita Canada's. Yeah. Weird. Um it's it's washed off. <laughs> Anyways, it's washed off. It's fine. Uh, don't go to yeah. Tennessee. It's spooky, scary. Don't go to Tennessee. Um, the not deer's a shad. The white blood. You well, just called I a chad earlier. I said shad. Maybe I didn't pronounce it right. Shad. I feel like it's a very shad. Like, don't look at me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've already forgotten the name of what yours is. Why love screamers a Brad? Love screamer. There it is, Brad. <laughs> Especially the like. Well, I'm gonna steal your deer then, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that. That's very Brad of him. <laughs> screaming for attention. That feels like a Brad move. It does feel like a Brad move. Yeah, yeah. So we got some shads and some Brads up in here. Well, this um, has been one of our longer episodes. Something- that's true. I don't know if we've ever made an episode this long before. <laughs> I mean, I think our Christmas episode was like two hours. But... Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's back in my drunken memories. Oh, yeah, same. I think <laughs> was like two hours, but... Yeah. But yeah, if you want to uh, tell us your Appalachian scary encounters, you could go so many places. <laughs> you <I> could... mean... <laughs> any, any and all social media, if you search... ATTY podcast. You'll probably find us. I think we're about to move us, remove us from Twitter X, whatever it's called now. Yeah, he changed the name. He did. Uh, God, yep. stop it's it. X <laughs> Just now. stop. And for whatever reason, the only like, I don't know how it happened. I don't know what I did or what we searched for, but right now, I don't know if you have. I don't know if you ever logged into. Um, our uh, tw- I'm gonna keep calling it Twitter because that's what makes sense. That's you ever logged into our Twitter account? Are all of our notifications keep boosting like super conservative posts? They're like, here, check this out, and it's like 
conservative and i'm like what happened why am i seeing this huh? <laughs> i made like two posts ever and one of them was a picture of a rake <laughs> and, uh, like no hardly any post and then like we follow other podcasts and like hank green <laughs> that's like it <laughs> i love that for us yeah i don't have I twitter think... downloaded on my phone anymore i had it i think on my old one because I, I uploaded at least one tweet to our twitter <laughs> yeah Maybe we someday we'll get it. on threads. Probably not, though. <laughs> no. I'm not into word-based comedy, like text-based comedy. I'm much yeah. better in context. <laughs> we follow podcasts. Yeah. We follow Spotify. We follow <laughs> pet finder names. I don't know why. I don't know if that was a new thing. I didn't do that. I don't um, think I did that, but maybe I did. <laughs> we follow Watcher, John Green, and Hank Green. And that's it. <laughs> that's so silly so i don't know how we're getting like yeah let's see if i have any of the notifications or so they like tend the to delete. right yeah they tend to delete so i don't even know if i have any good like notifications i can like like post they've like boosted for me but no no i don't see any i don't know what happened I don't know if we just, there aren't enough, like, we don't interact enough, and so they're just boosting whatever popular, and, like, it's still pretty much the alt-right on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, they, they've pushed pretty much every every leftist away at this point, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you can also email us. Our email's pretty dry, so... Podcast at gmail.com Yeah. Or, you <laughs> you could also um, go out to the woods edge and when you see a herd of deer, mm-hmm. if one of them looks at you, it's me. <laughs> and that's how you get me. That's how you find me. I'm actually a deer. A not deer. I'm not a deer, so hypothetically, I suppose I I could it could be let's me. Just, let's just move on. Okay. My name has been Bailey. My name is usually Danny. Bye. Bye.